Hey, it's Caitlin. Hey, it's Abigail. Welcome, Welcome to, to The Gutsy, Gutsy Truth. Truth. Here at The Gutsy Truth, we talk about what every woman needs to know in the modern era. Through expert insights, personal stories, and raw truths, we offer strategies, advice, and a supportive community to live a gutsy life. If you are ready to start your journey of living a gutsy life, you are in the right place. Let's dive in. Okay, everyone, we have a really special episode today of The Gutsy Truth. Um, Caitlin and I are joined by our husbands. So, hi, guys. Hi. Thank you for having us. <laughs> <laughs> We're, like, slightly scared that this is happening, but it's also our, our idea. So, yeah. we don't know what's going to come out of today's episode, but we are definitely very grateful for husbands taking time out of their day to you know, support the gutsy truth and all that we're doing. Yes. So let's have you guys introduce yourself. Um, Bruce, my husband, yes. you want to go first? Introduce yeah. yourself. Um, sure. So my name is Bruce. Um, I have a PhD in human resources. Mm-hmm. Um, and I am all of the equipment that you hear everything on is mine. Yes, <laughs> yes. The reason it's a is really because of Bruce. No. Um, but in all seriousness, um, Really appreciate like to be on and to do this. Don't know what this is going to be, but it, I really appreciate bringing out the best in like teams and individuals, and that's kind of what got me into doing what I'm doing. Well, thanks, yeah. husband. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, and we appreciate that you let us borrow all your podcasting equipment <laughs> yep. because that too made operational costs very less for <laughs> us. <laughs> okay, so my husband Walter. Yeah, I'm Walter. Um, <laughs> been a fireman for uh, 15 years. I'm just a normal guy who's living in the world of a wife who is on a health journey in podcasts, and I'm holding on tight. So, thank Cheers you all to for that. Yeah, thank you for having me. Of course. Yeah, I'm. Oh, yeah. So we're really hesitant because part of us just doesn't know what to expect out of this, and part of us is because we're all flying by the seat of our pants here a little bit, which is totally fine. So we're gonna figure it out. But we what I think we wanted the the guys to come on for multiple reasons. A They've been a huge part of our journeys. Mm-hmm. Um, and as much as Caitlin and I talk about, we couldn't have done this without each other. We definitely couldn't have done it without them, even though they wanted to strangle us probably half the time. Yep. But that's fine because we're all better for it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we really wanted to start with getting y'all's version, I guess, maybe in a short form, because I know our versions of our stories are like a whole episode each. Yeah. Um, so the short version of y- your version of Caitlin and I's journey. So Walter, you want to start? Sure, I can start. Um, it it really has started out pretty hectic. Uh, it was mm-hmm. some a lot of our stuff started post pregnancy, and uh, uh, you do not know what you don't know. And so we started, and you began having these problems uh, that were associated anything from a minor stomach ache to <laughs> uh, some other things that were pretty severe. And I'm thinking, my goodness, where is my simple, beautiful country wife? <laughs> where has she gone? Where's the straight jacket, and um, how are we going to get through this? And it yeah. um, it hasn't always been fun, and it ha- uh, certainly has not always been pretty. Uh, but love is patient, love is kind, and we push on. And now it's funny to think about um, a lot of the health things that I have learned from you that may not play an everyday part in my life, but uh, an understanding of how that that affects every single woman across the world and a lot of the times that we're just visiting with uh, friends of mine at work and we're talking about the problems that they're having and 
things that are going on with their lives and their wives are having the exact same Mm -hmm. things in their life that uh, each one of us have gone through. And it's nice to know whether or not people can find a group or a place to help themselves or find the information, which is what y'all are trying to bring to the table. But finding somebody to talk to and realizing that you're not alone in this journey. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, definitely me and Bruce are two different people, but we have this common interest. It Certainly, y'all two are besties, but, you know, <laughs> we, me and Bruce have this, uh, that, that we're holding on tight for this journey. But mm-hmm. the big thing that I guess that I've taken away from this journey is just the the simplicity of life and getting stepping away from what every the the norm that you see in everyday life and getting back to the basics and figuring out what is most important for you your family and what works best as a couple and and don't be afraid to question the norms and do what feels right for you even though that goes against the grain of everyday life and it has been we've come leaps and bounds in the mm-hmm. last uh, th- three years and uh, again it has not um it hasn't always been fun, but um, <laughs> we're certainly in a better spot, and it has certainly been for the better. Yeah. yeah. Well said. Yeah. I think there was some moments, it was literally like, even like we would try to go out to eat, and you would just be like, woman, I don't even know what you can eat anymore. <laughs> what do you mean? And you want me to pick a restaurant? I have <laughs> How this, am I supposed to? I have a freezer full of deer meat, and what do you mean you can't eat deer meat anymore? What oh, is, yeah. I mean, that was, and that was a hot button for me. I'm it not going to lie. And... Um, you know, because initially I'm like, well, you're going to eat it. And um, then she she still refused. And so here we are. <laughs> we yeah. still. Oh, dear. She's, oh she dear. still does not eat deer meat. But yeah. um, the, that's just a small piece of the pie, but an example. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, pre, pre having our child, yeah, I ate deer meat. And then something about post, like after being pre- like during pregnancy and postpartum, I like can't even smell it, let alone eat it. So things change. Yeah. And now I'm <laughs> That you like, don't realize, Will. Yeah. And now I'm like, good, good, more for me. Yeah, <laughs> at first, exactly. Me. Yeah. Bruce? Well said. Yeah. That, that's hard to follow. Um, obviously, we've each got different journeys, and I appreciate everyone who's listening and wherever you are at. Um, it's definitely been a learning curve, to say the least. Um, and obviously, we don't have kids yet. Um, that's been a journey we've been on, and it's been as its ups, as its downs. Um, but I think part of all of this, like Walter was saying, has been finding ways to communicate and and share the things we wish we would have had the opportunity to have learned at different parts of our lives um, and how some of these journeys, you can try and heal different parts of your body by going against the norms of what everybody else is doing because everybody else is probably in the same boat of not having any clue. Mm-hmm. Um, but coming at things from an informed perspective, and I think that's also been a journey for us too of Caitlin really leaned in hard of, I want to help fix these things. Um, right. Yes, yeah. Yes, I did. <laughs> and, um, then came to me and if it, it was like a football team, they'd be at the one yard line and then say, Hey coach, here's what I'm thinking about doing. <laughs> and me, I don't really understand that completely because I don't do football, but I don't really do football either. I don't do sports, but it, I just feel like you're like, you were like right there about to score the touchdown. You're about to do the thing. And then, mm-hmm. then came in, and so we've also, it's helped out not only in, in finding things that have been improving things, we've seen positive signs yeah. and we're not there yet, but we've seen positive signs, but it's also recalibrated things for our marriage mm-hmm. and making us more of a team of, um, 
breaking down norms and what we think our partner might think about things and rather being open and opening our hearts. So let's have a conversation. Let's include you on the journey from the beginning and why this journey is important and, and, and working through those things and then trying to find the opportunities together. Yeah. Um, and so that's been a big thing. I know definitely sometimes like some weird, Walter, I know you, I heard stories about you with this too, of some weird things that showed up in the house sometimes. It's like, okay, I don't know where the context on this is, but <laughs> let's, what is this? Um, but it's been really good. And, um, and we'll get more into this in a minute. Um, but like we also found out that there's not just one journey in all of this. There's a lot of dimensions to the journey. May it be financial, may it be other things, but then also just because part of that journey might make sense for one individual doesn't necessarily copy paste to the other partner. Cause like I've had my own health things that were discovered in this, um, that have really kind of opened up in this time. Yeah. Um, and so just know that if you're listening to this, it's like there's, take the lessons, take the things, but then also invest in yourself to, to, to focus that in. Right. So, yeah. um, that's the kind of like summary of the journey is, as I would put it, but I'm just proud of the two of y'all for doing all this and helping people. Thank you. And I appreciate everything you said with that. I think, yeah, I, I feel like Abigail and I were like constantly talking back and forth about, okay, did you see this? Like, what about this project? Like all these mm-hmm. like back and forth things. And I think what I, what I lost sight of in the process is that my, my dear husband is a researcher. He mentioned a PhD and I didn't bring him in on the research side of things. I'm like, we're doing this. And he's like, <laughs> and it would like show up at the house the next day. And he'd be like, he'd want to like do a deep dive in it. Yeah. And I didn't really invite him in that process. Cause I was just like, and part of that was just my own emotion, like desperately wanting to do anything to, you know, get us to a healthier spot and like really so passionate about transforming our lives. Yeah. But there are definitely a lot of lessons learned um, for us as a couple through this process yeah. of like, mm-hmm. okay, he has his own strengths and he needs you need to communicate, a, you know, a certain way. And I can't just like have these stories in my head of like everything we're going to do and we're going to do it. And here's all the reasons why without communicating that forward. Yeah. But part of that too, just to be clear, wasn't just because of, oh, what's this stuff? Uh, no, it was because I know we were in a place of hurt and when individuals are in a place of hurt, it's really easy to succumb ourselves to a get rich quick scheme or different things of <laughs> promising greener pastures. And I wanted to make sure that the stuff we were leaning in on was actual stuff backed by support, backed by data. So that way we're making informed steps forward, not just taking a step because some someone is telling us it's a good step. Right. I want to yeah. know why it's good. Right. Because you can be very vulnerable in a, in a place where yeah. you're, we're, we're trying to have a family and then get taken advantage of, of like, oh, this is going to solve all your problems without yeah. that research and support. So that's a good point, honey. Thanks. Yeah. yeah so... I, what were some of the most, um, I guess, okay. In the beginning, it was all about food first for both oh, of us. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So it, we started with food. Like Caitlin, I think mentioned in our last episode or our first episode of this season, you were talking about, um, how your, your first step was prioritizing protein, not even necessarily going gluten-free, dairy-free, right. you know? And then like we were figuring out just healthier option swaps and gluten-free, dairy-free. And so what about the food journey was... The good, the bad, and the ugly, I yeah. should say. <laughs> um, and like, what was the tough part for you guys at the beginning? And then now, what have you learned from out of that? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Walter can go on forever here. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to keep it short. I, it was horrible uh, to start out with. Um, you, short and sweet. Uh, 
Abigail here, she could live off of rice, dry chicken, and carrots, and that's just not going to cut it. And uh, it's okay um, occasionally, maybe even twice a week, but uh, 14 meals a week, that's just not going to work. I like to have a sandwich. Okay, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like to have a sandwich? You love sandwiches. Yep, I make my own sandwiches. Nobody does them like me. Got to have them. Yeah. I, I could I could live off of sandwiches. That's pr- I'm, so I'm pretty simple. A lot of people look at oh this country boy over here he's uh, steaks every night. Not true. Not no. true at all. I as long as there's some sort of groceries in the fridge we're good to go. But when we decided we're going to go you know gluten free, dairy free, and we can eat this now, uh, our menu dropped way down, and mm. um, it was tough. And so then learning. And okay, so to preface it that I used to cook, I used to go to the grocery store. I'm not a horrible cook. Worked at a fire station, and so you know I can make a mean hot dog and some other things. But <laughs> um, certainly that's not we we didn't live that way. But getting the menu and learning in this journey of learning how to c- come up with things that we can eat that suit, I, I would say. Outside of the last four months, it, we, things have gotten really good the last four months. It's well, yeah, because I don't work nine to five anymore. <laughs> got these gluten-free enchiladas <laughs> now and this free mm-hmm. awesome uh, pizza. Like, we're we're rocking and rolling. Yeah. Um, so, outside, it, it was really tough. Yeah, it really was at the beginning. And then having a toddler in the mix of all that, too. I mean, they their taste buds change every 42 seconds. Because one day, they want 17 bananas. The next day, they hate bananas. So... You just never know with that. But yeah, we definitely went from like we ate healthy, like because we live, you know, 30 minutes outside the city. So there's no restaurants within a five minute drive of us. Like it's 30 plus minutes. So we don't go out to eat. If we, you if you don't have it. Yeah. You're, you're just not going to eat. Yeah. I mean, there's a dollar general. You could pick up a frozen pizza like <laughs> or some hot dogs. Right. But so we always ate at home and we did fairly healthy meals. But then like Caitlin, and I've talked about that mentality of having to switch from your normal cooking to then you have to replace it because you need it gluten-free or dairy-free or whatever free or different. It's so hard. You feel so limited in the beginning Mm -hmm. because it's like, it's almost harder to think about all the steps it's going to take to make a gluten-free, dairy-free, healthy pizza rather than just grab a frozen pizza in the frozen section. Mm -hmm. And and we use that frozen pizza thing. That was really nothing that we did. Uh, Mm -hmm. That was not a regular for us. We weren't big on frozen meals or anything like that but yeah. i did a lot of cooking yeah i mean yeah. you were back and forth to town every day a lot of stress i'd have yeah. dinner ready when you came home uh you know well c- uh, side note curbside heb saved our marriage yeah 100%. but <laughs> um, seriously you know you come and then you have a nice d- or a dinner made and yeah. she comes in and she's like well i can't eat this and then you're like well fine me and the kid will eat it and it's just not good. Yeah. Um, and so f- trying to find that rhythm that wasn't, again, those three things that she loves <laughs> so dearly, um, it, it has been, Yeah, it's been a lot. Yeah. That, and that's where I think, like where Caitlin and I really try to help give people tips and tricks on simplicity of it. Like, like make taco meat and then use it in multiple ways. Like you make tacos, taco salad, quesadillas, nachos, like, because then it's, and like we, and of course with both, with his shift schedule and my working in the distance where we live and, and whatnot, like it really added a lot of stress to our lives. Um, I do say that's one area cause now I have the time to like sit down and think about a meal and what mm-hmm. do I need and be mm-hmm. a little more forward thinking in that. Um, but at the same time, I think we have finally found a rhythm for us that works. That's 
he could still, you know, anyone can put some taco meat together and some make some tacos and for the most part. And so we have like those staple items now or the staple right. food or mm-hmm. meals that we can make all the time, no matter. And we just kind of know. And then things are different. Like I can handle some dairy now. And so like I can make pizza with normal cheese as long as it's gluten free. And uh, like I'm not going to eat it all the time, but occasionally it's great. And, and you can dive. I mean, it is. You couldn't just have nachos because the chips weren't going to work. You couldn't just have tacos because the tortillas weren't going to work. I yeah, mean, you had things mm-hmm. things are different, and you know, um, and then you are limited on a budget. Mm-hmm. Things have skyrocketed price rise yep. or price wise, and so you're not going to buy double everything. And so, trying to find things that you can compromise on, mm-hmm. um, a lot of the things. Um, that sit well with her tastes like cardboard to me. <laughs> I find myself to be fairly easygoing, mm-hmm. but there's some things that I'm just not going to eat cardboard. No. Um, so, yeah. yeah. But again, that's like what Bruce mentioned earlier, the difference in each person's journey. And I know yeah. we try to preach bio-individuality all the time. Yep. Like, yeah, like even just simple things, like he's saying, like there's some gluten-free crackers I love. He thinks they taste terrible. I mean, some people love them. And like, it's just kind of, it's hit or miss. And that's just each person's preference. So it's also, so sometimes if you have a household that some are, you know, gluten-free or dairy-free or someone and other people aren't, sometimes you're just gonna have to buy two the two different versions. And that's okay too. Right. Like yeah. there's no problem with that. Yeah. Um, and like he said earlier with the deer meat, more for me. <laughs> if you don't eat my crackers, great. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. my crackers. <laughs> Hey friends, we want to take a quick minute and talk about some free resources. We understand how challenging it can be to start your journey of eating healthy, eliminating toxins, and making simple swaps. So we put together some free gutsy guides to make this transition easier and way more fun. This is something we would have loved to have when we first started our journeys. So we hope you will enjoy these free guides. All you have to do is visit thegutsytruth.com and click on the resource tab at the top of the page to find all of these free guides. Again, super simple. All you have to do is visit thegutsytruth.com and click on the resource tab to find more information. And I think too, just to add on to that, so, because we were definitely, there was a phase where it was like, Caitlin, you do whatever you need to do right. with mm-hmm. this. And I was kind of on a different journey, but that was also when I was working full-time, teaching part-time, and then doing PhD stuff right. on evenings and weekends. So capacity was really limited right and, and i and i was cooking i was doing the shopping and all that kind of everything stuff, just because it was that season of life yeah i just mm-hmm. wasn't really involved in that part at that time right. and so it's been a learning curve of now it's on the other side it's like okay how do we shop <laughs> those kind of things i will say the hardest one of the hardest things was actually like going out to eat because like we'd go out and it's like i don't actually know that i can eat anything here mm-hmm. um and like wanting to have a nice night together but it's like okay well we need to just recalibrate what that means Mm -hmm. the the food and things isn't the thing that was the entertainment right it was the spending time together right um and then it's like you know what i don't feel like shit after eating the stuff we eat now Mm -hmm. i'll have Mm -hmm. a really good meal and i'm not feeling bloated i'm not feeling anything like that um but put it to that bio individuality thing so I had been leaning in, okay, if this is what we have, this is what we're going to eat. And then, and I've had issues for about 13 years, essentially ever since I finished my undergrad of some different stuff. And last summer that kind of came to a head and I experienced some stuff and I actually had to get hospitalized for a night essentially. Um, and ends up that with that bio individuality side of things, like even though we were eating really 
much better things, mm -hmm. um, they weren't the right things for my body. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and then the, so there was a recalibration with that. Long story short, essentially, like whenever you have like allergies and stuff and your nose runs, right? It's because it's reacting to histamines. That's why you take an antihistamine to, as an allergy thing. By the way, they don't get rid of the histamines. They just block the receptors. And so what happened, though, but my, my, my whole body runs high on histamine, apparently. And so my whole body dehydrated itself. Mm -hmm. Every single cell in my body squeezed out the liquids. And I was couldn't get hydrated at all. Um, my doc, The doctor at the ER said that the blood cell count, the solids to the liquids, was a really bad ratio. Mm -hmm. um, and so... I've had to now avoid things like tomatoes and avocados, any high histamine food, right? Mm -hmm. So look up those lists and you'll see the giant list. It's a giant list. It's and a giant list. Like all, I can't, I can have like, they're all healthy they're foods. All healthy right. Foods. Like yeah. can't have spinach, but I can have spring mix. It's like yeah. all sorts of stuff. Mm -hmm. And so eat what, what happens though is the only reason, reason we were able to get into that though is let's start this and then let's now tune it to each other. Right. Um, God forbid I wasn't on this journey at all because I would have been continuing to eat whatever and I wouldn't know why I, why I was feeling so awful. Right. Because mm -hmm. I was probably still would have had that reaction because I would have had a whole lot more of it in my system. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was, I think, I can't remember exactly what you said, but when we met with the nutritionist and doctor and she like, and you talked about your symptoms and talked about like everything that you're going through, like she pinpointed it and like- I said I felt seen. Seconds. For yeah, the first felt, time. Yeah, mm -hmm. and you, that was just like a wild- I think epiphany for you because you've been dealing with like different, you know, symptoms on and off for 13 years. Yeah. Side note, like, by the way, yeah. I thought it was normal that I felt pins and needles in my extremities and would like crash for like two days Yeah, yes. all the time. And, and I'd be like, and I'd be over here like, okay, I guess we're not going to go do whatever we had planned. Right. Mm -hmm. And yeah. now you don't have those episodes at mm -hmm. all anymore. Not at all. We figured out what works for you, which is Slightly different than works for me. Right. Yeah. But it also meant, okay, I was like, okay, some of these recipes and go-to things that I had been doing that were perfect for me, like we need to, you know, mm -hmm. change for Bruce. So yeah. definitely a huge journey on that end as well. Yeah. 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 But it all, like, it all comes back, like, to you have to figure out what works for you. And I right. think to, like, listening to what we've talked about so far, the communication with your partner and I'm saying this because we did a very much a lack of in the beginning. Cause like Caitlin said, we just like dove in because we were both in a, in our own journeys, wanting just to do whatever we could to help us along. Well, everything, it was something new every day. And yeah. so I'm yeah. trying to, if I, I'm, I'm Mr. Fix it. You call me if you have a problem. It doesn't matter if it's the worst day of your life. I'm the guy that shows up, fixes it, and, you know, learning how to carry around. What do you want? You want the bucket to word vomit in, or do you want the toolbox to fix it? Mm -hmm. And, you know, uh, you know, we've been married coming up on 10 years now. Still, I, it's just who I am in my DNA, and so I often I have to tell myself, all right, she just wants the bucket. I can hold the bucket, you know, <laughs> and, but... You know, in this beginning stage, and, and me being a, a paramedic, I know just enough, but I'm not the master of everything, but I know my way around most things. And I, I was like, well, I have to let her figure this out. And so being supportive, but, and so there, I was being supportive, and I was being active, but I was just kind of letting her do her own deal. We weren't really communicating, because we didn't know what we were communicating about. And just to hit. Mm-hmm on what we were saying earlier, and I, I get on my little hot button about the food because that was a really big deal for us. I know you're out there listening, and you're thinking, get over it, dude. You just had to change up your diet a little bit around. It wasn't like that. It was 
you know, she's going to town every day. She's working eight to five. She's got a 45 minute commute. She's dropping off the kid at daycare. She's coming home. She's mentally frazzled. She's been up hitting it hard. I'm working a lot of hours and I would come home. She would have, we would have the food in the fridge and I would cook us dinner and it makes her life easier. And then all of a sudden one day we can't do that anymore. And now I can't cook anything because nothing I cook, she eats. And what she is going to eat is just not going to work, not because I'm picky. It's just like, well, it's those three things I just use for an example. And so then she has to come home, and she has to cook now. Well, she's already tired and exhausted. Uh-huh. And so then we have to go through this this dance together, and she's already upset, and then she feels like we have to eat right now because it's 7 o'clock, and it just... Mm-hmm. It it's was a lot. It was a lot. Yeah. And it was... It wasn't just so easy to just make a few ingredient changes. Yeah, exactly. It was a mm-hmm. it was a massive shakeup to a already you know first time parents with a young kid. Those things uh, you add that in the mix on top. It was it was really really challenging those first mm-hmm. few months of finding a rhythm. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And I think too with the food is because like it was like you mentioned earlier, Bruce, every day was something different. So like Caitlin and I would like research and figure out one thing and they're like, and then we would find something new and like, oh, let's try that. Let's try that. Let's try that. You know, or let's try to remove. And just like we've talked about Caitlin on earlier episodes, it's we got to that point probably six months in where we were like, everything is toxic. I want to burn down my house (laughs) and I'm going to live in the woods. And so you go to the grocery store and you're just almost paralyzed with fear reading ingredients because you're just like, I can't eat anything. I can't eat anything. This is all bad. This is all going to kill me. We're going to just live in a toxic cesspool of (laughs) horrible things. And so then you're just like so paralyzed because you have no idea what to do. Right. And so that's a other huge reason why we started this podcast because we don't want other people to go through that paralyzing fear because mm-hmm. there is a million foods you can eat. It's just having to switch your mindset mm-hmm. of, well, I can't, I can't, I can't to, well, here's everything I can't eat. So I'm right. just going to make multiple versions of this list that it, I can do. And even if I think I had my, that mindset to begin with, it would have made our life so much easier. Cause in my head I was like, Oh, I know I can do chicken, rice and vegetables and I'm good with eating that. That's literally my favorite meal. Like I was six <laughs> and I wanted chicken, rice and broccoli. Been called a lot of things, but never a liar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, it's a, that's really it was a, it was a challenging. It's yeah. I mean we can sit here nearly three years later and giggle about it now, but yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> it was challenging early well, on. And I think a big part of it too is just my priorities changed significantly, yeah. and with that it was it was how we're spending our money is changing, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. like, and how that affects our budget and our time because like to and you know we believe that food is medicine, and so a lot of our money goes to food, mm-hmm. and that and. And we thought that like our budgets like quadrupled with food now, like yeah. that's not the case. It's more of like, okay, we're choosing to eat at home and spend a little bit more money on higher quality products. Cause sure. unfortunately a lot of the, some, you know, sometimes the better option is more expensive. And so that was not just a, a, a priority for, for me, but it, it changed our, our, our family of how we're, yeah. how we're managing oh. our money too. Are we going down that road too? We can. yeah oh yeah that that really that's that's very true that's well said i mean we we went down that road i mean and it was a tough time Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden i'm looking at the bank and i'm like where we don't have a lot of money 
you know, and I'm like, where is the money going? Mm-hmm. And it, well, it's going on this and it's going on that. And I'm like, one day I was pretty, pretty fired up. And mm-hmm. I can say what's on my heart. I, <laughs> and, but I, I know how to control my temper, which is another learning curve for us because <laughs> when I'm ready to engage and I can control myself in a very, um, you're very good at debating and I'm not, and I'm straight I, emotion. And she is, <laughs> I'm, I'm ready to engage right now <laughs> and she is not, which then that is a whole nother situation. We're not, that's a different podcast, <laughs> um, you know, but I'm, I'm like where, and I find I was like, your health journey is costing us a fortune and this isn't going to work because mm. it was all over the place and there was this and that and now moving forward in this new phase of life, which we'll get to, I'm sure, later in the, in the podcast is, is we come full circle. I mean, it was, that was part of it. There was, mm-hmm. there was a lot of things that we, that was money was spent on that was not necessary because just like, uh, you know, Caitlin and Bruce were saying, you're shooting for anything. Well, yep. well, this is going to make me feel better. And I'm having that symptom and that's going to make me feel better. And so it was, you know, in those twenties, thirties and fifties, boy, do they add up when you are, um, you know, you're, you're, you already got a bunch of money going out for different things in life. Right. And so that was, that was a huge, mm-hmm. huge obstacle we had to overcome. And then, but I couldn't, I didn't feel like it was approachable because you were so frazzled mm-hmm. that, Oh buddy. Now if I say that, you know, if I said, Oh, your health journey's costing us mm-hmm. money, mm-hmm. you'd have better luck just, you know, pouring some gas in your house and throwing a match on it. Cause it's, <laughs> it's go time. But, um, but I had, I had to let it get to a point to where we could then, yeah. basically crumble enough to where we could get back on the same page. Yeah. Yeah. It was a recalibration for oh, sure. Oh, um, my goodness. Cause like when you're, <laughs> that's when a you, great word, Bruce. <laughs> thank you. Um, but I appreciate you saying that. Cause like, yeah, we definitely experienced that. And mm-hmm. thanks for teeing this up, Caitlin. We have, by the way, we have no, no notes no. in front of us. This yeah. is just us having a conversation. Just want to make that transparent to everybody. Um, but it was definitely a recalibration for sure. But I think the other thing too is like, I, who the hell am I <laughs> as your partner, right? To say, no, like we need to not spend that money when it, it could be the thing that makes us be able to be parents. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. and that's a hard, now it gets complicated. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, and that's where the research came in because, and also me learning in all of this because it's not how I was raised is not part of anything. So it is a recalibration of life. And that just doesn't happen after X number of years in a month. Right. Right. Or a couple paychecks. And so, and how we're used to paying for things, it changed. Um, That said though, like there's other things that we're not paying for. Mm -hmm. Like besides that one night in the, in the hospital for the factors, like we've barely ever had to go to the doctor. Right. Yeah. Like in all seriousness, like we're so much healthier than we were before. That was a routine thing in the past. And our, and the main change really has been how we take care of ourselves with what we eat. Yeah. Like, cause really I'm only just now like finally gotten enough rest after the PhD where I've actually started like bringing more physical fitness into our lives. So that's not a factor at all, mm-hmm. but it's really been the food and, and the us part yeah. of this that's been the thing that's changed yeah absolutely so yeah and it does and saying all this like i don't want to freak anyone out thinking if you go on a health journey you're gonna like drop all this money because i think there there are a lot of 
you know, health people in all aspects online that yes, there's the quick fix, the, you know, the crash diets or whatever. And even in the functional health space, it's like, okay, do this cleanse, do the parasite cleanse, do these supplements, do these green teas, do this matcha, do this, that. And again, it goes back to just the basics. Like this is, I think what the four of us have very much learned in all of this is like, eat the food that the earth is providing that God created Go outside, get some sunshine, drink some water, move your body, and do what just brings you joy and reduce all the other noise and crap. And yep. then you're oh. um, like mentally and f- physically, emotionally, spiritually, you're going to feel so much better. And then, yes, if you need to get, like, I think getting blood work done is just kind of having a good overview and that kind of stuff is good. And there are some good supplements to take. But if you, um, I know there's a lot of like people we follow and it's like test, don't guess. So don't just start taking supplements because right. some guru yeah, said, that. well, this fixed my blah, blah, blah. Cause I took these supplements that are a hundred dollars for a 30 day supply. Just go get the test, go mm-hmm. get the blood work. Most of it would be covered by insurance anyway. And then you can have a better understanding of like, oh, actually all I might just need is a probiotic or I might just need a little magnesium or some vitamin C. You know, like it can be really simple stuff. And a lot of that you can just get through food, which ends up being cheaper in the long run anyway. Like if you need more vitamin C or need more magnesium or omega sixes or whatever, um, or omega threes, not sixes, omega threes, you like you can get that through your food sources too. And so there's a lot of ways to go about all of this that honestly cost you basically next to nothing mm-hmm. other yeah. than yes, the unfortunate thing. And this is something I would love to figure out why it's so backwards, like normal, natural food. Why is that more expensive than a box of craft macaroni and cheese? <laughs> like I have no idea why when the, everything else about that was completely manufactured. Mm-hmm. Um, or why it's different in the United States versus abroad. Oh, yeah. Right. Or they have restrictions against doing all those modifications. Like, right. the right. stuff we get is not the good stuff anymore. Like, they no. undercut it because it's the only way those companies, for-profit companies, can still make a profit. Yeah. But like you were saying, Abigail, it's the, all those supplements and stuff. Like, don't just start taking supplements to take supplements because, mm-hmm. A, by the way, most of the time they don't even process in your body. I'm not that kind of doctor, but I know that from all the research. (laughs) Um, I'm sure, Walter, you could probably, you have more medical expertise in those kind of things. But um, I think the reason it cost us more to circle back to that Mm -hmm. for both of us is because we were dealing with some pretty heavy stuff. Yeah. A lot of shooting from the hip, too. Yeah. Yeah. And And and, and, and (sighs) when when you're um, wherever, whether it's this side of the table or that side, the journeys are the same but different, obviously. But... Just like Bruce said, we what am I supposed to do? You know, come home and be like, oh well, you can't do that because that's going to help. That's going to help not help us with our our pregnancy issues. You know, you're just like, oh, I'm I'm being supportive. I'm being supportive, and then you you pick up the old rug, you sweep it underneath there, and you keep being supportive, and then all of a sudden, it comes to a head. Mm-hmm. And and those are the those are the the discussions and the banter's that that you really make the most progress on. And how many years y'all married now? What's how many years has been? No, it's up to you. Oh, <laughs> it's up to me. Because uh, we can't. Six. six. Okay. Yeah. 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 I, yeah. I, we've I, known uh, each other for 10. Yep. And so we're, again, we're coming on 10. I always had a lot of guys at work or uh, whether it be anywhere. Um, they, oh, year seven, it's the maker breaker. And I was always, right, always <laughs> and I always thought, you bunch of, y'all don't know. I yeah. got a healthy marriage. We got it going on. And we did. But I guarantee you, year seven was the most challenging. And I'm not mm-hmm. talking about divorce or any of those things. I'm just talking about when the honeymoon phase is over, 
This is life as we know it. Yep. It is not pretty at times. And I'm talking about coming from a healthy place where we were already going in the right direction, not any other issues that you might be having out there. Mm -hmm. I'm saying they were a, a good baseline, but uh, year seven. It was rough. Because oh, it was man. in the middle of the health journey. Mm -hmm. Oh, my Middle gosh. of the pandemic. Yep. Having a toddler. Mm -hmm. Career changes. Because Caitlin and I's old job at that point was up in the air a little while. Like that was nuts. Like the 2020. Yeah. 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 Um, and life changes in general. I think you were testing for lieutenant at the time or getting ready to study. And yeah, so you want to talk about everything was stacked. Mm -hmm. Or us. those <laughs> listening out there, like uh, like you also potentially have a house payment you're dealing with. Right. If you're looking at a career change, it's like, how am I going right. to continue to afford this mortgage and things? That's right. You've yeah. got potentially kids that you now have you're, and you're trying to balance everything. You're told to be supportive, but you're not told how to talk about it. And, yeah. and how to adjust yeah. as mean necessary. And, and I just want to add something on what you were saying about sure. your health, the health journey. You know, out of you three or out of us four sitting here, I'm probably the one that has had the least or to no issues. Mm -hmm. But what have I taken from a lot of that in my day to day? I have been intermittent fasting for a year now. Mm. Uh, actually, yesterday would have made a year. Uh, January yeah. 16th is Good when I you. began. And that's something that has helped me to help be able to maintain my weight long term. But and I uh, through my job, I have my blood work drawn every year. But the one thing that I've really found for me is uh, because I've had such a jacked up sleep schedule for the last 15 years, I, I blame that on my gray hairs on top of my head, not just natural <laughs> genetics. It's, it's, um, and my cortisol levels are jacked up. Um, feeling tired and fatigued, but hey, you got to be a go getter and you got to hit it hard and you know you're get out there and punch them in the nose and keep on rolling and you're a fighter. Um, a lot of mine that I found out was by cleaning up my diet, and if it wasn't for the fire station, I'd probably weigh 135 pounds, <laughs> and my diet would be perfect because. Yeah. We don't eat out. We yeah. don't do any of those things. Um, and I go along with the flow at the fire station. And, and most of my problem is just portion control. But a lot of what I found was making sure for you guys out there, check your cortisol levels, get your T levels checked. I think that that's a really good place to start um, instead of going. Um, in, blood work can be expensive. It, some of it can, yeah. Yeah, so if you're like, man, I just don't, you know, I don't feel like I got the oomph that I used to have and mm -hmm. wonder what's going on, just start out basic with the cortisol and those T levels. And I had mine checked, luckily. I was all within, but something that I have really focused on and what really made me hit on this, Bruce, was you talking about your cells and the things like that. I wasn't having those exact issues, but a lot of mine, although I was highly aware, consider myself acutely aware being a paramedic, for all these years and around unhealthy people, and I'm certainly way better than any of them, but <laughs> I was dehydrated. Mm -hmm. And waking up in the morning and having that eight, and I, I if, if it wasn't for coffee, I wouldn't be here today. So True. hats off to coffee. <laughs> but getting up in the morning, having that little glass of water, that eight ounces of lukewarm water to get my gut rolling before I dive into the coffee, have that coffee, and then I hammer. I'm, ta I'm talking about finding those good electrolytes, a good price point, no sugars, yep. all the things that you need, and I have that to help me stay hydrated, and I work towards that, and that has really, um, if I want the guys that are out there that are hardworking um, and or might be lenient. No more energy drinks. I cut all that stuff out about four or five years ago. I don't take any energy drinks. I'm all natural, and... <laughs> Uh, I have a steady workout stream. 
I, I stay find your 20 minutes a day, stay active and stay hydrated. Work hard on that and just by cortisol T level, staying hydrated, keeping your body that is going to make a huge difference on regulating not just your system but also your uh, well-being and again, intermittent fasting, regulating your glucose levels. Uh, that's for I know for women that's not necessarily right. a good thing and so I don't recommend that for anybody but if you're a dude look into intermittent fasting it seems to sit well with most people that are consistent with it and it has it's really helped me my my big thing of knocking on 37 is I can luckily I can still lose the weight but it's learning how to develop those healthy lifestyles that keep it off because mm-hmm. I can lose it and then it's back to Charlie Good Times, and it's right <laughs> back on. No, I'm looking for a long-term solution to stay where I want to be. And um, I, I think I might have found the rhythm, and I just wanted to bring that up. But a year in, you know, I'm not just uh, Mr. Three Months, and it's working for me. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. in it for the long haul. But I hope that hope that resonates with some of the guys out there, if anybody's listening. Yeah. I, I think um, we have brainwashed you enough because here you are talking <laughs> about electrolytes. And <laughs> I know, like my heart was just like, oh, I love when, <laughs> like, I, like the win on our side, like me and Abigail's side, yeah. I feel like is now like you guys have become advocates mm-hmm. for for yeah. this lifestyle in your own ways. Yeah. Oh, I, I need a kickback. I'm I'm out there selling this oh, to yeah. everybody. I mean, oh, yeah. Two, two, two days ago, I'm out there with the AC guy because the fan motor's going out and we're talking about, he, he brings up podcasts and then we're talking. He brings up this podcast oh, to the I'm, AC repairman. I'm, I love I'm it. I'm meeting anybody on the side of the street and we're talking about this podcast and it's not because it's a forethought on my mind. It's just, uh, it's, it's done some good. It's applicable to everybody. Yes, it is. Whether yeah. you're the, whether you're like me that doesn't really per se have a health problem, but your wife is going through something. I don't care who you are out there working or listening to us right now, y'all have experienced or are going through something that we are or have gone through. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that affects everybody. Yep. yep. Oh, yeah. Well said. Oh, my gosh. I love it. <laughs> this is so great. He really does. He comes home all the time from work. He's like, well, I was talking to so-and-so about his wife, and, you know, I told her to listen to this episode of your podcast, and I'm just like, I cannot, like, I have a really hard time picturing, like, firemen sitting around the table talking about hormones <laughs> but i love it and i love it and i do want to say that made me think something caitlin i have like been actually pleasantly surprised by the amount of men that are have listened to our podcast mm-hmm. thank you to all of our family members you know who they are yeah um and i think what's so cool and i had one of my um uncles tell me this he was like it's so easy to relate to like the information we're sent we're giving and it's like most guys don't know this information anyway. And so that's a huge reason why we also want to have you all on the episode. It was with to like, like put it in layman's terms for the guys listening who might have a wife or a significant other or a sister or a mom or whoever going through anything that Caitlin, and I've ever talked about. Right. Um, just to be more helpful to reach more people, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you, like you said at the beginning, like you and I as best friends navigating this has been a huge part. But having our husbands by our side, the good, bad, and ugly of all the <laughs> of all of that is has been absolutely necessary. You yeah, know, for and it. also like I mean, the name of the podcast because yes, there's stuff about your gut, right? Yeah. Like, let's just acknowledge that. But the bigger thing of it when y'all were sitting down and talking about like, what are we going to do with this? How are we going to get this message out there? Cause you were experiencing some similar things at the same time. Mm-hmm. 
you were both scared. Yeah. yeah. And like as a partner, like it's scary what we were facing even, right? Yeah. And so I think the name is both sides. It's A, how are we dealing with this gut stuff, but also how are we navigating empowerment and being able to lean in to take control and yeah. and do something brave that might be against the grain or against the norms that we grew up with or what we thought things are supposed to work like yeah. or a different way of budgeting or different approaches to these things to try and do something that sets us up for a potentially better future. Absolutely. Yeah. And so it's yeah. just, it's important. We need to pull that verbiage out and that's our new tagline. That's it. It's all, it's all encompassing. Yeah, yeah, it really is. And, yeah. but it's, but it's, we're not, you're not in this alone. Right. Is the yeah. important part. And if you yeah. try to do it alone, no one is making you do that. Mm-mm. And I think that's been the biggest one of the, the biggest takeaway. Yes, we've changed our diets. We've changed the food we cook. We've we get questions from people sometimes and we navigate that. But the biggest thing it really has done is made us help each other become better versions of ourselves. Yeah, mm-hmm. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Y'all, uh, the phases. Yeah. Again, I'm talking about uh, year seven. Yeah. We're not. I mean. If we continued down the road that we were headed, yeah, it ends in it ends up with us not being together for forever mm-hmm. because we will have grown apart, yeah. and that turns into I've I've grown up in that situation. I've seen that time and time over again. It turns into resentment, and then it goes to a point. And if anybody out there is like me, once they're done with something, I mean, I'm done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. there ain't no getting over it there's no more it'll be better with time when i decide i'm done i'm done and i know that about our myself us learning to communicate if we didn't make a change and i'm not talking about just her health journey but our ability to communicate mm-hmm. and where all this goes long term it's yeah. not going to work yeah something that's been big for me and with other stuff we've been navigating like debt-free journeys and things like that is a phrase, um, and that is, I'd want we want to have a partnership. We don't want to have roommates. Yeah, we don't want to just like, oh, we happen to occupy the same spaces. We happen mm-hmm. to chip in on the mortgage or whatever for the space we're living in, or on the groceries that happen to be in the fridge. That's roommates. Right. Yeah. We want to actually like, okay, what is our strategy? What are we working towards? Mm-hmm. What are our goals? And then what are the things we're going to do? Try and do on a daily or weekly or monthly basis to try and get us there. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's perfect. And I think that was the biggest thing too. We were definitely in roommate status uh, for a while. And then just with our, with our health journeys, my mental health journey too was a real challenge point for us. And so we had to work on ourselves and each other like at the same time. And sometimes that's weird and kind of hard. Cause it's like, you're in your own journey, but you're also with this other person in a journey and yep. like trying to navigate the, how to give much to which part and whatnot. But I de- like I think it was all of that was supposed to be part of our journey for so many reasons and because we are so much farther in our relationship because of it and how we communicate and live life today because what mm-hmm. I think the biggest thing we experience out of all that is what really matters in life what really matters in your life right is it if, are you chasing the dollar? Are you chasing the status? Or are you chasing happiness mm-hmm. with the people that you love that you surround yourself with on a daily basis? And that's something we've really evaluated a lot over the past couple of years as a couple and as a family. 
And even more so in my new phase, you know, since I quit my job, my nine to five, golly, almost eight months ago now. And it's been a whole different change of life and everything. It was funny. Literally this morning, we're having a chat about like money and budgeting and stuff. And it's like, okay, we're our goal actually in like the next six to 12 months is just to like save to go just have fun experiences. Mm -hmm. Like, because we're so forward thinking planners, like, you know, we don't spend much money without thinking like, well, what if the car breaks or what if the blah, blah, blah breaks? And it's like, okay, we're going to look, wake up 10 years from now and we've done nothing and experienced nothing and had no fun with our child. So it really matters. I think intentionality, intentionality. Yeah. And going back to our mantra that Caitlin so lovely put together for 2024 is make <laughs> the memories. Don't just go through the motions. Yeah. And I really like when you said that for that first episode, I was like, mind blown because a lot easier to say than do. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, it definitely we're, is. We're almost through, all the way through the first month of the year and I don't feel like I'm doing a great job. Every time I remind myself of what I said, I'm like, oh gosh, Caitlin, sit down and stop just doing chores. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Smell the roses. Yeah. 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 It, but it's so true. Like I think society just, you get so caught up in the next, the next, the next, the next uh-huh. doing and that's just what everything is. That's how society tells you to do life. And I think that's like a been a, a big thing of all this. Cause at first it was like, okay, like before the health journey, part of it mm-hmm. is like, okay, well here's our routines. Here's the stuff we buy at the grocery store. Here's we're going out on the Tuesday night. We're meeting up with these people, blah, blah, blah. And I think life was kind of just going through us versus us going through life. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I think that's just been the, for me, the biggest recalibration of like, how do we want to go through life? Yeah. Um, but we have to also understand and learn some things. Um, there's a phrase that we learned on, an, on another podcast not too long ago, Caitlin. And that is like, we had to be a, a, a slingshot. Mm. Oh, so, God, this is so good. Yes. So yes, yes, yes. <laughs> we've, we had to take where we were. So imagine if you're not familiar with slingshot, like rubber band, mm-hmm. little ball, pull it back, shoot it. So we had to... start taking steps backwards, unlearning things. Mm -hmm. And it felt like everybody else kept moving. Right. Mm -hmm. But we kept going back further and further and further. And then once we got to a place where we understood what was going on, we then let go and we were able to shoot past everybody else that we thought was like moving ahead of us Mm. in a new way. So slingshot, we had to go backwards in order yeah. to go forwards a lot better. Never thought about it like that. I like that. And and that can mean a lot for different people. And just for for those, you know, that what we're talking about, everybody's here 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 sitting at this table is pretty highly motivated. And and we don't we don't all sit, um, satisfy or not satisfied with the status quo. Right. Each one of us are very successful in their own right. You know, you gotta sitting across the table from a doctor. We got a gal over here sitting next to him that has got a new job. She's going down, got started your own business this year. That's all within the last four months because we're challenging the status quo. I've mm-hmm. uh, been successful in my job as far as mm-hmm. taking the opportunities early and working hard to get there. So we're, you know, we're we're not saying that um, whether it be uh, something specific. It, this can be, um, this could be. We're living together and we're living life, but it was, what am I, it's. We were just going through the motions. We were just going, we were through, just the going through the motions. And, and, and that can, 
And you can do that at any stage, I yeah. feel like. And so I, I'm, I just want people to know it's not like we were out not living for the right reasons or not doing the right things. No, that, we're that, just... we We might have been working on our degree to become a doctor. And so our priorities of that moment in life, which I was, you were hyper-focused on that, and then Caitlin has this journey, which y'all were roommates, you know, yeah. and so recal, yeah. that's just y'all's. I was working hard on through, through promotions, and that is... Uh, that's extremely difficult in my business. And, mm -hmm. you know, then we have a, a mom who's going through some postpartum things and getting her body back together. And then we have a new kid. And, and so everybody is just, it's learning how to you're get just, back on the same page. Yeah. You're just surviving. You're not actually living. You're yeah, just literally like, okay, I'm fed. We are clean. We have a roof over our head right. and we're going to work and we're making the paycheck that, and coming home. Wash and repeat. Uh, that was I'd never heard the th the slingshot, but like yes, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And now look at us. And like, now look at us. I know, like, right? Now we're like we're hell yeah. yeah, yeah. And like I think we're all doing things in different ways that we never thought we would do. Oh my god, yes. Or imagined our life to look like, and I think we've we've gone through a lot emotionally and physically and mentally, and all of that is giving us the strength and endurance to like thrive mm -hmm. and not just you know, go through the motions. Yeah. And I think that's just a, a huge part of all of this is just taking what we've learned growing as a couple mm -hmm. and then talking about it with people so they don't feel alone. So they can hopefully feel empowered on their journey to learn and to, again, like you said before, like whatever you're going through in life right now, like you don't have to do it on your own. And there's people out there who are learning and growing and are willing to share information with you. And really that's, that's what this is about. Well, this has just been such a great part one talking to our husbands. So stay tuned. There is more to come next week with Walter and Bruce. Hey, friends. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of The Gutsy Truth. We are so thankful for you, and we hope you found today's episode helpful and insightful. If you know someone who needs to hear this message, we encourage you to share it with them. And we would appreciate it if you would take a quick minute to leave us a review on your podcast streaming platform of choice. And until next time, that's the gutsy truth. <laughs>